Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Thursday's Theology Podcast. And uh, this week's episode, or this podcast episode, is dedicated to the question, should Christians get tattoos? Now, I'll link below to the vlog episode that we kind of started this conversation, but to reintroduce my guest, I have my, my friend and colleague, Andrew, here. Um, and he himself has a tattoo around his wrist. I have a tattoo on my forearm. So I thought, hey, it would be great for us to get together and talk about should Christians get tattoos. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like we're kind of biased because we do have tattoos. <laughs> yeah, although on, on your forearm, you should, shouldn't get a tattoo. Because forearms <laughs> is forbidden territory. Right? right, of course, of course. And for those of you who don't understand dry sense of sarcasm, <laughs> Andrew is joking. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, Something that we talked about in the vlog episode that I wanted to um, expand on a little bit more is just the story of your tattoo. And then I'll, I'll share the story of my tattoo um, because you, you shared the, the small one on the wrist um, was kind of done on a whim with your friends in Ecuador. Mm -hmm. But I, it seems that like you added on to it as time went mm -hmm. on. So mm -hmm. yeah, just uh, let's, let's explore the Ecuador a little bit more and then uh, talk about what, what caused you to want to expand the tattoo. Yeah, I think in Ecuador there was a season where I thought that I would get lots of tattoos. And so, and the reason that I thought that would be easy was because in Ecuador tattoos were really, it was it was cheap. Mm -hmm. um, I have come around since being in the United States and realized that getting tattoos is a lot more expensive. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I got that small tattoo as we were talking about in the, in the episode that was recorded. Um on a whim at a tattoo fair and it was just kind of a, an emotional experience like oh yeah I want to get something to commemorate my time here my call to ministry and so I got that small tattoo and then after a couple months I felt like I was missing a little bit in that tattoo so I added another meaningful message to myself very much which was Psalm 46 10 be still know that I'm God for me, it was an instrumental verse in my life about being still and realizing that God is in control and that God loves us no matter where we are and what we're going through. It was very instrumental to my, my place. So mm -hmm. I decided to get it wrapping around my wrist in Hebrew. And again, my wrist was chosen specifically because I knew that there were people that I was connected to in Mexico who would be very offended and put off by me having a tattoo. And I didn't. I also didn't want to distance people from me, so the wrist was a good place where I could wear a watch. Even mm -hmm. if I was swimming, I could always um, hide it, mm -hmm. so to say. Yeah. And it's not so much that you were hiding it because you were ashamed of it, it was more so the ability to hide it to be able to speak to people who might find it offensive. Yeah, I think these types of choices are barriers for some people, and it can go both ways, right? If I were to wear a suit all the time, in my ministry context here, I think it, people would be very off-put by it, and they would it would be a barrier to speaking to certain people. Yeah, I think tattoos are the same way; they can act as immediate barriers for having a conversation with people. Yeah, yeah. Have you experienced that at any at any point in your life? No, I actually don't think I have. Okay. <laughs> Not that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you think that because? Um, Something else we kind of teased a little bit in, in the vlog episode was we were talking about, you know, meaning and intent and purpose and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I see some some people that 
seem to get tattoos just uh, either if it's on a whim or it's just like, oh, it looks cool or it's a nice design or I like this. I even saw one guy get the the Supreme logo tattooed on his chest, hmm. which I have I take issue with people who will sell their because like it is there is an industry where basically a company will pay you to tattoo their logo on your body. Oh wow! Um, so I, I take issue with that just because that's you know, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to you know placement and stuff like that, um, I think that there has to be a lot of thought given into it, right? I mean, because if you, I see, uh, there's especially some some celebrities that have like face tattoos. And I've never quite been able to understand how, why you would choose your face as a place to, to get tattooed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, but then again, we grew up in a particular environment surrounded by a particular type of people. I mean, you'd get a face tattoo if that was your kind of experience and that you mm. understood that that was something that was going to make you feel like you were more part of the pack or connect more with the people you're surrounded with, right? I mean... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. A lot of people, I don't, I don't, you don't ordinarily see, I mean, you'll see a person with a face tattoo on their own, but a lot of times when you see somebody with a face tattoo hanging out with their pals, everybody's going to have face tattoos mm. unless they've come around to some different perspective, Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, no. And I'm not saying it's. I wouldn't do it either. And sure, I'm not saying it's sure. something like I probably wouldn't on the spot hire somebody who had a face tattoo, and I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't either. Yeah. But I definitely think we make a lot of those choices based on trying to belong. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that um, going back to that that meme that I that I saw, it was in the context of youth ministry, mm -hmm. where I think a lot of youth pastors. Um, I always ask themselves the question, how can I be more relevant? How can I make myself mm -hmm. more relevant to my students? Mm -hmm. And right now we're currently living in an age where having a tattoo and having a man bun, which I have both, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, is very advantageous to connecting with students. Um, in 20 years, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. know it might change. Um, but I think we're in an age where it's more acceptable, especially for youth pastors, to be, you know, the cool hip people with wrist tattoos in Hebrew and Greek and all these things, you know, and it, it makes your, it makes students feel more, um, I don't know, welcome or at peace with you, I guess. So, hmm. and you work with children, so um, I, I doubt children are coming up to you like, oh, that's a really cool tattoo, I want one too. Well, I, I don't <laughs> know everything about youth ministry, but at least in, in kids' department, I'm it's kind of twofold for me. I'm dressing for kids yeah. to a certain degree to be approachable. And for me, it's repetition. So I'll usually wear the same things on certain days when I'm interacting with kids. Cause if I'm wearing the same clothes, it's easier for them to recognize me or feel safer. Like there's, okay. there's different stuff like that, but it's also twofold because I'm also dressing for parents. Mm. So when parents drop off their kids, what am I wearing that is going to help them understand that their kids are going to be taken care of, that their kids are going to be safe, that I'm somebody responsible and approachable. Mm -hmm. So I, th I'm not, I don't know what it's like for youth ministry, but I do imagine that there's probably some place where you also have to be aware of how you're being viewed by parents. Yeah. And I think that's probably where the, the, the tension is, right? Mm -hmm. It's all, it's almost like a marketing choice. Like you have to market yourself to a certain degree. Yeah. Going back to the marketing tattoo, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but it's like mixologists and bartenders, right? Like mm -hmm. all of a sudden, 
everybody wants to be called a mixologist, mm-hmm. or that was the case, and now everybody wants to be called a bartender mm-hmm. to go back to uh, shoot Christians drink or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been to bars, and there was a season where the cool thing was to be a quote-unquote mixologist, and mm. being called a bartender was not okay. But now it's kind of reverted, so the really, really cool drink makers are bartenders again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's the same with tattoos and probably everything else. Yeah, and I think that, I think with youth ministry, it it goes back to um, the question of, like, intent and meaning. Because I've had a couple parents ask me about my tattoo, and I've been able to explain to them the meaning and the thought behind it. Mm -hmm. And after I do that, both parents that I've met with um, have said, like, okay, that, that makes sense. You know, that I understand that. But I could foresee some people seeing that, you know, oh, I'm dropping off my kid to a youth pastor who's in a bright Hawaiian shirt, man bun, and, and a tattoo. Like, I don't know about him, you know. So, so yeah, I think it, it is interesting about how you present yourself and wanting to communicate that you, you are a person that can be trusted, you know. In this context, it would kind of surprise me, though, if parents would be, in our context here in Santa Barbara, California... I would be surprised if a parent was frustrated or upset by a, by a tattoo. Yeah. On your forearm. In, yeah. No, and it, it hasn't, the parents that have come to talk to me haven't been, like, angry or disappointed. It's been more of like, oh, I see you got a tattoo, what does it mean? Type mm-hmm. thing. So the, it was more curiosity. Yeah. But, but yeah, if absolutely. If you had a face tattoo, though, <laughs> yeah, if I had there a face would be tattoo. quite a few more questions. Unless you were, like, working at the jail or working in a context where, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, once, I mean, the face tattoo, I, I, I would be against it because of like on Sunday mornings, I'm, I'm on stage giving announcements. I, I want, I'm representing the church, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to represent the church badly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but anyway, that, I, that goes back to, you know, how we dress, how we talk, how we speak. Um, but so yeah, um, the meaning and intent, uh, I said that I would share my own story about my own tattoo, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think it's been long enough. I think I can, <laughs> I think I should share it. Um, basically, uh, I went back and forth for years on whether or not to, to get this tattoo, just because um, I wanted to make sure that I didn't get it um, randomly. I didn't want it to, like, I didn't want it to be something I regret in 50 years. Um, so I put a lot of thought, I took years to kind of, like, discern and think, and that's just how I function. I, I need time to, like, process it and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it takes me a very long time to, like, actually pull the trigger on something. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came to this tattoo, it's, it's my tattoo is on my right forearm, and it is the Greek word charis, which is grace. That's where we get the, the English word grace from. And for me, what it means is, is that um, as I've been going through therapy for the past few years and as I've been kind of figuring out a little bit more about who I am, um, I've come to realize that I have a really, really hard time comprehending grace. And, and the reason being is I'm so motivated and driven by what I achieve and what I produce and what I do that I have a hard time grasping the fact that God's grace is extended to me freely. Like I don't have to earn it. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to produce, achieve, or, or make myself different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a hard time comprehending God's grace. So I wanted to have a reminder of that. So mm-hmm. I, I got the Greek word charis tattooed on me. But it's also for me um, a twofold meaning where one, 
every time I look down at it, I'm reminded that God's grace follows me wherever I go. Um, there's no, you know, height nor depth, distance or, or anything that can separate me from, from that grace. Uh, so God's grace follows me wherever I go. And two, it's a reminder for me that when I go to embrace somebody in, in a hug, that I should be extending the grace of God to them as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it forces me to kind of recognize that like, oh yeah, I, I need to be constantly remembering I'm extending God's grace to people. I'm extending God's grace uh, while I embrace them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now I am going to get another tattoo <laughs> on my left forearm and it's going to be the Hebrew word shalom, which is, is peace. And uh, there's a lot of meaning behind that in terms of, you know, Paul often signs his letters, grace and peace be with you. Um, and then again, when I embrace somebody, when I extend my arms for, to somebody, it's extending the grace and peace of God to them. So there's a lot of symbolism there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I went through this whole struggle of what having a tattoo meant. Um, if it would be off-putting to people, if it would drive certain people away. Um, but then I got to, to realize that it means so much to me and I can explain it to people that even getting it, um, even if it's, if it's off-putting to somebody, if I, if I know what it means to me and I'm able to explain that to them, then I know that it's like, for me, it's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what we need to kind of circle back to is this question of should Christians get tattoos? And it's, it's kind of a simple question and we've kind of talked around it, but let's, let's, I'm going to ask you, should Christians get tattoos? Should Christians get tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, for me, it goes back to what you were initially saying that you talked about in your podcast last week. I mean, it can is different than should mm, Okay. for me. So I, I don't think every Christian should get a tattoo. Okay. I don't think every Christian shouldn't get a tattoo. Mm. So, but I think they can. Okay. I'm not sure every Christian should. Absolutely. I don't think every Christian should. I think there are places, I mean, where maybe people shouldn't. If you're a missionary who's very focused on a particular group of people that you'd like to reach, no matter how you explain it, um, having a tattoo is going to be an insurmountable barrier for somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, But it might also be a really important connection point. So... In a context where you are kind of free to make that decision, where it's not going to be a huge barrier for somebody, I think you absolutely can. And it has to be like you did for you as a very personal uh, decision yeah, and very important to you. I don't think everybody has to be okay with you having a tattoo, though. I think oh, yeah. there could yeah. be Christians who could, who could... That it's really hard for them. Yeah. And that doesn't make them wrong necessarily this is going to sound very uh, <laughs> non-committal answer but I, I am pretty I think I'm pretty non-committal about whether or not Christians should or shouldn't I think it is more of a question of can or can't you right if you if we're going to be strict about it in the biblical sense then I personally the way I read the Bible would say that you can mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's any hard line instruction that says you, you can't yeah unless you go to Old Testament law which is very contextually specific right and that's that's a good point that that we're definitely going to dive into in a second but i I think 
the distinction you've made between should and can is an important one. Because when we say Christians should do something and shouldn't do something, we're putting a very hard line in the sand where we're saying, like, this is acceptable behavior, this is unacceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. And then if we do that, we anybody who's on the wrong side of the line is going to be cast out and, and essentially, you know, um, I was going to say excommunicated, but that's not the right word, um, ostracized. Made fun of. Made fun of, yeah, except, whatever. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. So passive aggressively rejected. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which happens a lot in mm-hmm. in church contexts, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing about should and shouldn't uh, is a good point to make because I think you're right. Where tattoos, I don't think falls into that category of should or shouldn't. So now that I'm you know talking out loud, I maybe should have named this series "Can They" <laughs> instead of "Should They." Um, because I think the distinction between should and can is, is an important distinction because biblically, and this is where we can get a little bit more into the, into the text biblically, I agree with you where I don't think there's any hard line saying, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. Um, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't Mm do that. Um, so before we kind of dive into that, I wanted to, to ask you, you mentioned it, it might be hard for some Christians to accept the fact that you have a tattoo. Mm -hmm. Um, what makes it hard? Like, what? why do Christians, some Christians have a hard time with tattoos, do you think? And I know that that's a very, very big question, but yeah, just let's just talk about what makes it difficult for people, for Christians to accept tattoos. Yeah, I mean, there could be a couple objections, which makes sense, to, you know, could make sense depending on where you, where you are, but... For some people, the body is very sacred, mm-hmm. and the body is something that God has made a specific way, and so to mess with it too much could feel to some people like it's an affront to God's image or God's how God made you. So getting mm-hmm. a tattoo is a very permanent thing, and this was actually my, my dad's objection to tattoos more than to piercings, was piercings, well they'll heal and it'll mm-hmm. go away and you yeah, can kind yeah. of reverse that decision. But a tattoo is a permanent mark on the body that God has given you. Yeah. So I think for some people that can be very off-putting because mm-hmm. the body is something that is very, is very sacred. It's made by God. And so we should keep it sacred Yeah. in that, in that particular way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another another one, which I think is probably a little more loosey-goosey, at least it is in my mind, is just this... Actually, there's two. One is to say, well, the Bible says you shouldn't get tattoos. That one's pretty loosey-goosey because you'd have to... All right, if you're going to say that, you're going to have to accept the whole body of law that's in the Old Testament. Right. So that one's a little harder, I think, to defend. But the other one is this sense that if you get a tattoo, it means that you're a part of, as you were saying the them yeah a certain lifestyle a certain certain, lifestyle these people you know a christian lives a certain way and if you get a tattoo you're associating with a different way that isn't okay right right so i think those would be the three in my mind ways where somebody could find any of us having a tattoo is something difficult or hard yeah and i think you hit on an important point about the the sacredness of the human body Mm -hmm. because i think that if if we do take the sacredness of the human body to the extreme view, then that means um, tattoos are 
are a no. Uh, smoking is a no. Mm-hmm. Um, excessive drinking is a no. Mm-hmm. Obesity is a no. You know, all all these things I th- I think add to the sacredness of the human body. And I think that that you know it, it's not necessarily a bad thing to say like oh yeah you shouldn't be smoking because mm. there's all the health risks involved with that. But um, I can see how the sacredness of the human body can can also influence somebody's perception of of getting tattoos. Yeah, and as you say that, I struggle with associating obesity, smoking, excessive drinking, excessive anything with tattoos, though. Because mm-hmm. I, I wonder, because I would say, well, no, I mean, a tattoo isn't, it's not causing a perpet, like, the same type of damage that, like, it's not messing with my kidneys or my lungs, it's, mm-hmm. it's on the it's on the skin. It's just on the flesh. So I immediately, when you said that, I was like, well, no, it's not the same thing as smoking. Yeah. But uh, you're, you're right. I mean, for a lot of people, probably equates to harm. Yeah. Or damage. You're harming to... yourself. Yeah. You're damaging yourself. Yeah. And you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I think that that's, I mean, out of all of the, the things, all, out of the three points you made, just then the sacredness of the human body is probably the one that I would... Um, be most challenged by, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I think it definitely informs my view of tattoos needing to have meaning. And, and in my case, I, I think it has to have like biblical or theological meaning because if it's going to be a permanent mark on your body, it should speak to some truth of who God is. Just in, that's in my opinion. <laughs> um, so going back to the, you know, the Royal flush on the back of that guy's neck, like I, I don't think I would ever, go as far to do something like that. Even if I was like one of the best poker players in the world, I wouldn't do that. Mm. Um, because my view of tattoos is that it should have spiritual or theological significance. Yeah. Which is your view on your whole lifestyle. Right. So right. You, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, and I say that as a recognition of that's my own modus mm-hmm. operandi. I'm not like projecting it out on everybody yeah, else. Yeah. Like everybody has to conform to this, but that's just where I'm coming from in terms mm-hmm. of, how I view that, you know? Um, and so, I would agree. My tattoo was for me a, of spiritual significance. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it was important for it to have a spiritual meaning in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the other two points that you brought up about the, the biblical, um, one of the ones I wanted to cover was the Levitical and Deuteromaic law. And just kind of talking about the context of that. Cause you mentioned that it's a very contextually based law. Mm-hmm. Um, and I in believe my in-depth research this morning. No. Yeah. <laughs> in your, uh, Googling that, that you yes, did in my, in my Googling, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but from what I understand from the, I was going to say the research I did, the reading I have done on the subject, mm-hmm. um, in both Deuteronomy and Leviticus, it has, um, a prohibition against marking your skin. And people have said that that means tattooing, but it can also mean like scarring or, um, branding or, or any sort of permanent mark to the skin, which are tattoos. Right. right? But, <laughs> but we, again, that we have to differentiate because scarring is not necessarily going to be the same as a tattoo. Um, my, the thing that comes to mind is, um, the character Killmonger in Black Panther, mm-hmm. where he has these, these bumps all over him that represent mm-hmm. each kill that he's done. Um, and it's a, it's a scarring thing. So he, he takes a knife and he, he basically digs into the skin and it scars over and that becomes the mark. Um, so I think that there's a difference between scarring and like doing ink as, as a mark. Okay. But would you say that what he's doing is wrong? 
because that that's that's taken from I believe <laughs> in my in-depth googling of Black Panther <laughs> taken from I mean there was a lot of costume and decisions taken to make the movie kind of mimic a lot of different African tribes and yeah. one of them is self-marking so yeah. would you say well that add, well that's closer to the biblical prohibition well no 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 I'm not I don't think I'm saying one is closer to oh, okay. the other but I think what I'm saying is is that you're fleshing out the, the word then yeah, the I'm, okay. yeah I'm fleshing out yeah. that the, the ban in Leviticus and, and Deuteronomy have a broader sense than just inking yourself yeah um, so yeah that's all I was saying gotcha um, yeah. but but yeah, I think the the point in the Levitical and Deuteronomic law is to have, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think the point of the law is to differentiate Israel from the surrounding nations. Mm-hmm. Israel was supposed to be this nation that is set apart from the other nations of the world, and that's the way they, they interact with God, the way they, they worship God, the way they, um, they eat, they uh, clean themselves, the way they... Don't mm-hmm. mark their skin. All of these were differentiating things that made them Israelites. Mm-hmm. So I think when the Levitical and Deuteronomic law put a prohibition on marking your skin, that was an accepted practice of other nations of the world. Mm-hmm. So it was another way of demarcating who was Israel and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it could also have to do with the sacredness of the human body. I mean, it could be... God's instituting a new reality for his people and he's saying, you know, in a lot of ways you're not going to be the same as these other tribes because this is the way they view their body, the way they view their the way they view religion, the way they view living and the way you treat your body is actually important yeah. and it matters. Yeah. And God is intimately he intimately cares about every part of us. Mm-hmm. And so the way you treat your body and how you approach this vessel that God has made mm-hmm. um, is very important, I think, within the Levitical law. Yeah. Uh, so I would. So it's that too. It's delineating that we're different, but it's also saying something about how we're going to perceive the sacredness of our body. Right. Now, I think that this is an important uh, place to get to logically because. If you were born and raised a Christian or born and raised in a Christian household that had this sacredness of the human body mm-hmm. really, really instilled in you from a young age, I can understand that we can have these conversations about, you know, oh, can they, can't they, should they, should they. But what about uh, somebody who comes to Christ later on in life that is just, you know, for the sake of argument, full sleeve tattoos or mm-hmm. face tattoos or piercings or or scarring or body marks or, or whatever? Um how do we, how would we go about telling them like, oh, your body is sacred. You need to treat it as such. Like, how do we navigate that? Do you think? Well, I think you'd have to have that conversation with somebody who's, cause I want to be careful about what I would say mm-hmm. <laughs> with the limited knowledge that I know, but I would assume from conversations I've had with people who've made decisions like that, I think they're, they would be very, they would be very aware that they have done some damage. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that a lot of their markings and what is on their body is is a part of something that they no longer want to be. Yeah. Um, so in a sense, you got to figure out how to help them know that all those markings are actually being made beautiful and the grace of God is extended to them yeah. Even yeah. in those situations and also helping them not dwell too much on 
the mistakes and the yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I would, I would need to spend a lot more time working with people who've been through that. But I, but I would, I would think that my impression is that nobody comes along with a face tattoo uh, later in life, having lived a really hard life in a gang or whatever, and goes, um, "Well, I'm, you know, this was the right decision that I made." I think they would mm. probably lament to a certain degree, the mm-hmm. damage that they have done to themselves and how that damage has affected the people around them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of their journey is figuring out how to accept the fact that God loves them, even having made those decisions. Yeah. Which is probably everybody's journey to a certain degree. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it doesn't matter if you have face tattoos, full sleeve tattoos, or are just coming from a lifestyle that has just been hard on you. Yeah. Um, I think that what the gospel message talks about is the fact that we are new creations in Christ mm-hmm. and that that completely transforms how we view ourselves, how we view our bodies, how we interact with our bodies. Um, and in fact, as you were talking, it made me think of um, Homeboy Industries in, mm-hmm. uh, in L.A. Um, one of the, the biggest services that they offer is for um, ex-gang members to come in and have all of their gang tattoos removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a huge... Like I, I remember hearing... A, um, I'm blanking on his name. What? Gregory Boyle? Yeah, thank Father you. Father Gregory Boyle. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I remember hearing an a interview with Father Boyle about that, and he was saying that um, more often than not, when gang members come to him and are repentant of their lifestyle, they, they want to remove the markings that they did to identify and associate with that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he says that what's interesting is, is that they get rid of their gang tattoos, but not that doesn't mean they get rid of all their tattoos. So there are some tattoos that they keep as a reminder of like, this is this was actually meaningful for me. This was something that I want to remember mm-hmm. as part of my life. Um, but when it comes to like gang affiliation or something that marks yourself as part of a lifestyle you no longer want to be associated with, there is that option that he that he says like, hey, come and, and just have it removed. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll help with that, you know? Um, and it's a great ministry. I love Homeboy Industries. It's it's doing great work in in LA. So, mm-hmm. um, I almost feel, I almost wish that. So a lot of many Christians in the context that I'm currently in, we've we've become Christians, but we haven't necessarily been through things like that. So we still have this unmarking that we sort of have to go through mm-hmm. once we decide to follow Christ closely. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot less visual, so there's almost like something very helpful about having a tattoo that you get rid of mm. um, visually that really helps mark yourself as somebody who has changed. And I almost wish there was a way for Christians to kind of be able to show that when they don't have physical tattoos, but mm. when they have tattoos on their hearts, mm. to speak kind of uh, <laughs> cheesily uh, metaphorically. But it, it, yeah, I mean that's that's a really cool. Cool. No, that's a very important visual marker, I think, for people. That's a really great thing to hear. Yeah. And I do almost wish that we could mimic it somewhat in a you know less like where we haven't made decisions like those, where we've made other decisions right. that we've decided to repent and change from. Right. Because yeah. I, I know one of the the thing. Yeah, I absolutely agree because baptism should be that for us. Mm-hmm. Baptism should be that that turning point where. Our lives post baptism are different. Yeah, um, but it's so hard to have that be like a 
uh, a permanent mark or have some some sort of tangible evidence of that transformation. You know, well, it's almost too easy, right? Because I mean, if you mm-hmm. get baptized, it's not like okay, I got baptized. Well, now there's no lust on my heart, right? Yeah. So you you might repent from lust, and you get baptized, but you still actually have to do the work of yes. removing the lifestyle patterns that have given in to lust in a full way. Yeah. But <clears throat> we don't really see that physically, right? It's yeah. something that has to happen more internally. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to tell if somebody has had that transformation. Even even if they have been baptized, even if they have mm-hmm. repented of it, it's hard to, to do that, which I think speaks to the importance of being in relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I know... I know what people are going through when I'm in constant relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Like my wife, for instance, like I've, I've gotten to the point with my wife where if she says something in a certain tone or says something in a certain way, I know that there's something deeper going on. Mm-hmm. And the only way I know that is because I've, I've been with her long enough and talked with her enough to know some of the cues of what's going on with her. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same thing with relationally with, with other people in the congregation where if, if you're not in constant relationship with them, if you're not in constant community with them, you're not going to know some of the, the triumphs or the tragedies that are going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I was shocked one time, and, and this is more of a reflection on how bad I was at community, but um, a few years ago there was a, there was a woman in, in the congregation of the church I was working at who um, was, was b- uh, battling cancer. Mm-hmm. And the... The church board knew and the pastoral staff knew, but I was an intern, so I, I wasn't, you know, in on those conversations. But I, I saw her every other week at church, and I would say, like, oh, how are you doing? You know, and, you know when it, spoiler alert, when we, when we have welcome time at churches, and they say, like, oh, greet the person next to you, and somebody asks, like, how are you doing? Number one response is, oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's not conducive to having more in-depth conversation Mm -hmm. but that's just a pet peeve of mine (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but the point being is is that i i saw this woman but i wasn't necessarily in community with her Mm -hmm. um so i didn't know what was going on so i was shocked when i found out but that's again that's a reflection on me because i should have been in closer community with her um i should have been uh in in better contact and and caring for her more than Mm -hmm. i was um and that just made me realize that and I, i think that goes back to your point about not knowing what the the transformation looks like unless you're like there's no physical marker of transformation mm-hmm. if, of internal transformation mm-hmm. so we have to be in close community and know that people have been transformed by uh the work of the holy spirit in the way they act or the way they speak or or whatever so yeah um yeah but i guess all that to say Good job, Father Boyle. Keep keep going. <laughs> um, Homeboy Industries. If you if you don't know who they are, uh, check them out. They're in in LA doing doing great work. Um, so let's uh let's have some final thoughts here about um, should Christians have tattoos? Um, again, going back to the differentiation between should and can. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. I don't think all Christians should get tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very contextual. Uh, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you have to make your own individual choice. And uh, I think you have to be able to stand by that choice too. Um, Cause I know that working with college students, um, <laughs> I had some, some college students uh, a few years ago who went to Chico State. And Chico State is one of the more party central schools in California, mm-hmm. uh, at least last time I checked. Um, and there's a tattoo parlor in downtown Chico who on uh, St. Patrick's Day will do $5 shamrock tattoos. 
and they've started to adopt this policy that they will give you the shamrock tattoo anywhere you want to spite your level of sobriety. So you have all these college students who are just hammered out of their minds coming mm-hmm. to get $5 shamrock tattoos and they wake up the next day and just like, the heck? I, got, I have a tattoo. So yeah. in that case, <laughs> I don't think you should be doing that, um, getting hammered and getting tattoos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that there is no, and again, I'm going to ask you for your opinion on this. I don't think there's a biblical mandate against getting tattoos. I just, I, I just don't think that there is. There's Levitical law that mm-hmm. prohibits it, but I think with Christ's fulfillment of the law, that is something we no longer have to to really have as the standard. Yes, I would, I would agree with that. Okay, but th- this is the way I view the Bible, though. The view for me is not about whether or not you should get tattoos. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I would agree. Perfect with that statement. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so thank you so much, Andrew, for joining us. Uh, thank you. It's been a, it's been a great conversation. Um, and yeah, um, thank you for joining us for this episode, for this podcast. Uh, I was about to say episode. I always get those confused. <laughs> thank you for joining us for this podcast of Thursday's Theology. And, uh, yeah, um, we're going to be shooting some podcast episodes throughout the next couple months to, to get some content up, but uh, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you giving us the time to just listen and, and kind of hear what we have to say about theology and tattoos and drinking and all, all that sort of stuff. So uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, my name is Jeff. I'm your host. And uh, remember, theology doesn't always have to be difficult. It is simply the study of who God is. Uh, take care. We'll see you next time.